Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So today I'm going to continue our foray into listener questions and I'm going to start with an email from Magdalena. Magdalena, what a beautiful name. Dear Hannah, I'm writing to you from Austria. My name is Magdalena. I'm a working medium. I was born in Poland and I live with my husband, my two kids and two cats nearby Vienna. I'm a big fan of your podcast and I love listening to it. It is so refreshing to have someone name things as they are. Your honesty, integrity and sense of humour are just wonderful. And I especially like your critical approach. Yes, we need to get better as mediums. We need to stay critical and we need to support each other. I found it also very disappointing how much the ego can stand in the way. Of course, everyone does have an ego, but especially from mediums, healers and coaches, I just expect more self-reflection. In one of your episodes, you asked, why is there so little progress in mediumship generally? 
Well, I do think that we as humans don't really like thinking for ourselves. We are basically lazy. And after many courses in different therapies and mediumship, there is one disturbing thing I noticed. Sometimes the aim of the course is to teach, but not too much, just so that the teacher can stay the master and the students remain eternal students. There are very few teachers who really want their students to shine and outgrow them. Only after attending some courses, also at AFC but online as well with tutors from the AFC, so well-known people generally, and this took me some time after I progressed in my own development, I realised that also teachers in mediumship do sometimes hold back. There are some things I wish somebody told me sooner, so when every developing medium has to reinvent the wheel first, a lot of time in development goes by with not the progress there could be. So generally, as mediums, we don't progress as fast as we could and should. Sometimes I feel sorry for the spirit world. I know I don't have to feel sorry for them really, of course, but just imagine how this must be. Are these really the best people there are to work with, to represent us? This feeling in me becomes stronger after visiting social media. Like, are you really serious? But it's not just mediums, many healers and coaches as well. We are so wounded that we try to fix our wounds with validations from likes and people don't shy away from dishonesty just to make them look better. On the one hand, it is okay and understandable, but we of all people should know better. So thank you so much for talking about this so openly. And yes, we should be more honest about how mediumship works. The first time I went to England to the Arthur Finlay College, I had already attended some online courses with the tutors from there. After reading some biographies from mediums, watching some videos where so mediums talk only about their greatest achievements and their wonderful readings, I was seriously thinking I was a very mediocre medium. Because I hardly ever get names, just sometimes. I never got an address. I am so rubbish. So just imagine my surprise when at the AFC, at the public demonstrations, I saw the world's most renowned mediums not give names and addresses every single time with the exact date of birth and death of the communicator. I thought this was the standard. Seriously, after believing all of these I am so great stories. So your work in shining your light and shedding some light to these doubtful practices is really, really precious. Thank you again. All the best, Magdalena. I am so grateful that you sent this beautiful email in, Magdalena. Um, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your take on it too, because I do think that it's it's a lonely journey, isn't it? When you are there going, but what, but who, but when? And the thing is, if you're like me, uh, you will have noticed you can't ask these things either. I learnt very quickly that some of the teachers that I worked with did not want me to question. They did not want me to say, excuse me though, how is that possible? Or can you do this? And I think it's a very interesting thing I mean I guess it depends what you want for me personally when I was attending development groups when I was 
going to Arthur Finley College and other places, I really wanted to learn. For me, although I live in the UK and I'm not far away from the college, it only takes a few hours to get there, if that. Um, But for me, it was a big commitment. It was a big commitment in taking time away from my family. I would leave my daughter crying at the door and not be seeing her for another week. And it was It was important to me. I couldn't just go whenever I felt like it. I had small children. It it was an investment of money that I really had to save hard for. And I wanted it to be worthwhile. I think with, certainly with Arthur Finlay, there's two types of people. There are the people that are there because they just want to have the experience. They perhaps don't belong to a circle or a group. They don't really have any understanding of how mediumship works. And then there were people who were like me, who were desperate to make it count, who desperate to, you know, my husband had to work shorter. It didn't just impact me, it impacted my husband. He had to take time away from his work to be able to look after the children, pick the kids up and stuff like that. It imbalanced our entire family. And I needed that to count for something. I wanted to arrive on a Saturday and leave on the following Saturday and feel like I had changed and developed. And so I found it incredibly frustrating when half of a lesson time was talking about a teacher's greatest achievements in their mediumship. And you're right, Magdalena, anybody can talk about their best bits, um, but the learning comes from the worst bits. And if you're not willing to share them, then that is a problem. And I, like you, had spent a week listening, the best part of a week listening to these stories of greatness, mind-blowing, amazing mediumship. But when it actually came to platform, it was good, but it wasn't what I'd led it to be. And I know one of the teachers did say to me once that platform Arthur Finney College is the hardest place to be because all of the students are there like, go on then, prove it. But actually... We might not have that attitude if you hadn't spent three days telling us that that these impossible things were possible. And so it's a a really interesting self-fulfilling prophecy. And you're right. You're exactly right. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Magdalena, about teachers teaching just enough to keep the students eternal students and not explaining to them how it really works and not giving them that empowerment always keeping them just a little bit below and in the keeping people just a little bit below you keep your audience don't you you keep your students you keep your work you keep your power and I think that has impacted the development of mediumship as a whole because I think in the keeping it for themselves Consciously or subconsciously, they are—they have stopped the forward momentum of mediumship. So when you look back at some of the greats and the period of huge amounts of development that brought mediumship forward, I feel that the last 20 years have been pretty stagnant in mediumship development. And in honesty, I agree with you, Magdalena, that it is because... Um, the the teachers have been keeping stuff back. And that comes from a really interesting space, doesn't it? That really isn't 
spiritual, <laughs> for want of a better expression. So, yeah, it's, it is fascinating. And you're right again about the healers and coaches. It is, I think that I hope there is a change coming. I feel like there is a shift coming where people are going to want just a little bit more. And in, in generally, I mean, one of the things that just really gets on my wick, and I did a stupid TikTok about it, is the whole, if you're seeing this, this is a message for you um, stuff that we have, like the UK's most followed mediums doing posts like that, where they'll then proceed to do a very negative card reading, and they're paying for an ad. So they know they know that it's not an, it's not the spirit world putting it in front of the right people. They know that it's an algorithm. Admit that. Be honest. And if you are following anybody that has practices like that, think about whether you really want that energy in your experience because it, they sit, I'm going to sound like Elf, they sit on a throne of lies. And we've got to do better. So I think... It's fascinating. And it's not that I want the the best mediums in the UK to be doing things that I don't believe are possible. What I want is the best mediums in the UK to be honest about what is possible and not tell students only their highlights. Because if I only taught people and said, this is the bar, but I only took my best bits where we had those moments where everything was in perfect alignment and I had a brilliant audience and I was really in my power and I had a really easy to work with spirit where all of the evidence they wanted to bring in was in my point of knowledge. So I was able to use the resource of my mind and get it out there. Then that would be such a disservice to everybody. I can tell you my best bits but really, you want to hear my worst. And they're the biggest learning bits for me and for you, so that we're not so lonely on it. So thank you for emailing in. You're, I completely agree with everything you've said. Enough with the divide and conquer and the ego where it should be spirit. Next up, I have an email from Kelly, uh, who calls herself my biggest fan. <laughs> Hi, Kel, how are you doing? Hi, Hannah. I have been thinking after listening to some of your podcasts on repeat. The question I have, which has been building, I've tried answering myself. Can you physically feel the energy of people? Good, bad. I can easily read a room, but I would class that as reading my own. I have felt more and more just lately the energy from others. Good, I feel warmth. Bad, I cannot physically sit in, so I have to remove myself. It's a question that I have as the more I think or justify my own feelings, the more I think about it. Can you actually see, feel somebody's energy or is it our own? Is it our own shell, protection or signs? I hope these strange questions make sense to someone. I look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely, Kelly. Absolutely. We can feel um, different types of energy. Now, I hesitate here because I would hesitate to use bad um, because there's a bit of a judgment in bad. Now, that said, if it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I think you feel different vibrations. Now, obviously, Kelly, I've worked with you for a few years, so I know you and I know the energy 
transformation that you have had and the vibration energy that you were in when we first met versus the vibration that you now find yourself in shining and so I think what's happened here is yes your abilities are getting stronger but also there is more of a difference so where a level for example if we think of energy being a scale from one to a hundred and 100 is super super shiny super super amazing one foot in the spirit world god i'm so awesome which no one really maintains in a human state let's be honest but we know it's up there and zero being the most difficult hard lowest vibration glass half empty i'm a victim everything happens to me not for me i i hate everybody i hate life that energy then of course we can recognize i'm sure you can i can recognize in myself times when i've been a zero times when i've been a hundred and all of the fluctuations in between as you've moved up that scale and you sit less in the lower half in the lower bracket and you've moved more comfortably so that you would fluctuate somewhere between say for example 60 and 85 all the time when you come across somebody that's a 10 it's very different from how you feel so it's more obvious And you're right, it does feel like something you can't sit in. I always feel like it's like two magnets. It just, there's nothing that I can do to make this energy meld. I just have to remove myself. So absolutely, we can feel other people's energy. And sometimes that is because they are just in a really bad space. Like sometimes you could see somebody um, And their energy could be amazing. And the next week when you see them, their energy might not be because we all have our own experiences and stuff we need to process. I've been in a poor me recently. I'm coming out the other side of it. I'm much nicer to be around now than I was two weeks ago. So we have to understand our own journey with energy too. So yes, you are feeling that energy. And yes, that is I would say normal, <laughs> but what is normal? Um, I would say that that is, is definitely something that people can do. And I don't think it's, it is partly your own energy, but it's also their energy. So it's more like you're feeling the contrast in vibrations than you are feeling um, that it shouldn't be this or there's something wrong with them. It's more like, well, I'm on this frequency and you're on that frequency and these two frequencies can't blend. We can't be around together. And that's how it works. Does that make sense? I hope so. Um, So I think it's, great actually because it will lead you well and I can tell you this in honesty the only times that things have gone wrong for me in the last few years have been when I haven't listened to that energy and I've lowered my vibration to make it comfortable to sit in it so trust it follow it don't question it and see where it leads you Okay, and next up, I have got a voice note from Euros. Funny thing is, um, I started doing, uh, I started doing doing tarot cards, and through that, uh, I started to see that uh, an exploration that mediumship is one of the permanent things going on with me. 
I was pushing it away a bit because it sort of kind of didn't seem cool enough for me or something like that. I wanted to be psychic. The mediumship, in my opinion, does the greater, the greatest good to people that come for a reading. First story, it's about my cousin who passed away in an accident. Uh, the I'm not sure if it's not the funny thing, but the, the funny thing is um, when my aunt called me that he's missing and they're searching for him, I was on the other part of the country. Um, I went, uh, I didn't went home at that time because the moment she she spoke to me on the phone, I had that feeling he's dead. I can't feel him anymore. Um, and that was the time, that was 10 years ago, I didn't do any of this stuff. I didn't, uh, the moment that my aunt, uh, his mother put up the, put it off the phone, I kind of simultaneously asked, uh, I'm not sure if what we used to Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Or it, was it to the winds, to the spirit, to the God, to just give me a hint where he might be? And in that moment, I saw a picture of him in my mind's head, mind's eye, <laughs> sorry, um, that he was standing like on a big, tall, uh, rocky top of the mountain or a cliff, uh, thinking now, I think it's something really similar that you would see on the full card in a tarot deck. Um, and he was smiling, he had this bright blue sky behind him, he looked happy, and then the second picture that came right after this one, he was sitting in, on the forest floor, like, uh, with his back on the, the wall of that uh, cliff, um, sitting there, everything was wet, and there was, there was a feeling that is water around him like just sitting there waiting to be to be found or something. I called my other aunt not knowing what to say because this was like the first thing that happened to me like that. So I didn't know what to do with that information or how to pass it on. So I called my other aunt that was also involved in the search. And I told her just that I have a feeling they should look for him near the water. Uh, and they did find him later that day. Not sure if because of me, uh, but they did find him on the bottom of the river. I'm not sure how is it called, but it has 
two big slopes like cliffs on the both side and he fell in the point where he fell in was not uh, seenable it's not it wasn't seen that is a cliff or that you could fall in because it was all bushy and uh, shrubby and forest like they consider it an accident but later when we were we we are christians and we have this uh, sorry i forgot the word but three days you have a body of a dead person of a, i mean of a deceased person in a different uh, in this uh, house like next to the cemetery where people can go and say their goodbyes uh, and while all the family was was there and i was sitting there one of the, those three days i don't remember correctly i was just staring at his picture that was there on the counter there was a lot of people there, but just like I zoned out in a way. And at that moment, he stepped out of the picture, you know, like hologram, but it was in full body. And then he was walking up and down on the was a kitchen, like this tea kitchen. And he was like looking really worried and he was like Kuros you have to tell my mom that I sorry that I'm okay and everything is, will be good and that I still love her and I didn't have the sense of um, you know residential mediumship or mediumship whatsoever then um, and I freaked out because what the hell just happened you know and how the fuck did I did I um pass that information on um i did find the courage to tell his mother that a few few days later via via text message because i couldn't do it in person because you know that fear of always being the crazy one uh luckily she did believe me uh she did ask me if i really saw that or i did that just to comfort her but when I assured her it really I believe what happened, she 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 believed me and it was okay. Now ten years passed by, eleven now uh, since he's gone. I still feel his presence. The second story it's a bit more. Uh, it's the one that uh, it's kind of personal. I came out to my mother as uh, gay. And the really funny thing was uh, that my great, great aunt, she had same birthday as me and she passed away a long time ago when I was still a little kid. But she was actually the one that came with me through this process. A few days before, uh, I didn't decide yet to come out to my mother. But a few, few weeks before she started to appear, in most funny ways and the funny story is now that the evening that i sat down i was dreaded how to do this when i told my mom when i was sitting down uh, across my mom in her living room i didn't see the tv and we started to talk and i just couldn't spit it out you know and then this my great aunt uh, and she was like oh come on or i should already tell her or i will and i was just like I'd like to see you try, you know, because what can you do? You're in spirit world, you know. Two or three seconds of silence. My mom turns her head on to, to look at the TV. I didn't see what show is on. 
it was some uh, you know criminal mastermind uh, tv show she likes to watch and she just said because i couldn't uh, she just said oh look two women having a child <laughs> you know and i was like oh no that's a clue <laughs> so yeah like it could be a coincidence that just in that moment uh, that show was on but i think it was everything orchestrated um, talk went on and everything was fine on the end but uh, later that night when i gave that off my chest i went to my room again when i just uh, i just fell out in tears and i felt physically felt um, the hand of my grand aunt uh, on my cheek uh like comforting me that everything is okay she's still hanging around um she's like uh, this little complaining woman uh really opinionated uh, and she likes to tell me stuff when i have to do something that i don't want to now the third story it's again about missing person it was one of my uh, co-workers at work he went missing during the coronavirus uh, it really took a toll uh, on a lot of people, I think, these uh, restrictions from governments and everything. Uh, so when he went missing um, and his wife also, uh, he was my, one of my co-workers at firm that I worked before. Also, his, uh, his wife worked there and um, the co-worker of the wife, they were, were working in accountants, uh, knew that I do cards. Uh, now, I know this is not ethical if you do tarot cards is someone, for someone that is not present or is not asking you to do it. But because we were, no one knew where, where to search for him, um, this co-worker asked me if I could check out the, the, the cards, uh, what do they say? What I did, I remembered uh, what happened with my cousin, so I took the picture of the missing co-worker and put uh, put it on uh, on the phone it was every and the, his picture was everywhere because he was in the news and everything so when i put the picture and asked him so where are you what's up like again as the hologram came out from the picture and he was like i'm just sitting here waiting for to be found i didn't know how to handle this so i didn't ask further but i threw the cards and what it came out this was like you know you can dwell on the deeper meanings of the cards but the cards that came out they were like straight up suicide this then was my biggest moral conflict with me myself and i think um it's hard to speak about because i still feel like a horrible person because of it because, you know, later then I didn't tell the exact thing what happened to anyone. Um, I just told them the, the, that I have feeling he's no longer with us. But later then I was not 100% sure in that because I still have issues with trusting myself in these matters. Uh, but later on they were like talking with some bioenergetic guy and he said or she don't know that he's still alive and for me this was like just i just felt in my gut that that's a no that that's not right but you still again to doubt yourself and now the the horrible thing is that was for me it's like i was you know on this crossroad now of course, I would be happy that, to, I mean, a little girl wouldn't lose his father and 
that uh, he, his wife his wife would not lost his husband and he was a co-worker and everything so of course i wanted for him to be alive but then on the same second if he's alive you know and i was wrong what where does does that leave me you know seeing holographs talking to the dead people am i then just uh, schizophrenic do i need to go <laughs> to the institution or something so yeah this i think if you could dwell on that or maybe give me an answer on that how to deal with this kind of situations because i'm sure that many of us where it comes to the people that have passed or we have a problem i mean problem like that how to how to handle these these things to know that you're not to be locked away just yet because of it ah oh, euros thank you so much and sorry i just cut you off at the end there um i that was a long message euros as you know and it took it's taken me 35 minutes to edit it so apologies if i've taken out anything um, or it jumps around a bit guys but um i did my absolute damnedest because if i'd left it full it would have been nearly the entire length of a podcast now i love it euros you've got some brilliant experiences there um now I'm going to be really honest with you here and to go straight to your question at the end. Um, I would love to know whether they have found him yet, whether it did end up with you being wrong or the other reader being wrong. And I've got to be honest here and say, I do not specialise in finding lost people or anything like that. They're um, a friend of a friend's uh a wife of a friend who we haven't seen for a long time but who lives locally uh, her brother went missing in very uncertain circumstances and nobody found him for months and in the end it was a psychic a psychic overseas I believe that told them where to find his remains and I um, think that's incredible but it's just not a, a work that I specialize in so I knew that he had passed. Um, like you, I had that feeling there was no energy there. I knew that he had moved into the spirit world. But also, they hadn't asked me. And even if they had, I don't think I'd have been confident enough to have shared that with them. Because who am I to tell them that their son has passed? And so it's a really, you have to find your own place with this, Euros. And I can't give you the answer because I don't have the answer myself because it is not something that I want to get involved in and is not something that I have enough experience in. So in my mind, in all forms of mediumship, to be able to do something, you have to have been in a practice space in it consistently for a long time. So if you want to start working in the field of finding missing people, you know, psychic detective kind of work then what you would need to do is work as a practicing psychic detective to be able to unfold your gift properly at the moment you've got two experiences one um, that is very close to you uh, but one that is still close and connected to you and so I would suggest that actually you perhaps haven't had enough development in that particular area of your development to be able to offer any information to people.
That doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong and it doesn't mean you need to go be locked off into a, a loony bin because the thing is we all get things wrong. We all understand that we get things wrong. It's about getting the majority of it correct. And so you need to sort of put yourself through your paces to test that before you start offering it to other people. It's a bit like when you start reading cards for some people. Um, you have to practice and practice and practice and practice because, yes, there's the meaning of the cards, but there's also improving your connection, the deeper meaning of the cards, your understanding, your ability to work psychically with your client's energy so you can hone in on their need and get it right. There's a huge amount of unfoldment that needs to take place. And this is the same. I'm probably more so with psychic detective work because... I've always been told, for example, at a demonstration setting, uh, something like that, that they will never bring through somebody that someone doesn't know has passed because of the energetic impact of that. Now, if they're not worried about them being passed and it's not going to really upset them, then they might. But if it's a daughter always wondering what happened to her father, they're not going to bring it through in that scenario because she needs to find out in the physical before she can go through the emotional experience of having a communication from him. Um, and so I would trust in that case that spirit will do what needs to be done so that she knows that her father has passed so she can then receive a message from him. And so I don't know. I don't know if you were right or you were wrong, Euros, in that space. I don't know if the other reader was right or wrong. I know that it would be easier to tell somebody that their loved one is still alive than it would be to tell them that they have passed. And so there's all sorts of stuff that comes up for both of you in that scenario. But equally, when you are dealing with something as traumatic as somebody being in spirit and disappearing in difficult circumstances, I would, I mean, I personally, at the level that I'm at, would steer clear of that. Um, because it's not my speciality and I would understand that to be able to do that I would need to do more work on my abilities, my trust in my ability to perceive and receive that information, my understanding of it. So if someone contacted me tomorrow and said we've got a missing child, will you help? I would say no. And that's after 14 years of development and a lot of proving to myself my own ability to communicate with spirit because I don't specialise in psychic detective work. It's exactly the same when people ask me if I do animal communication. I say I don't because I, I haven't done enough practice and unfoldment in that area. I have chosen to specialise in evidential mediumship and spirit guides. So that is where I work. And so there's a an understanding of that as well because that is a big thing to deal with it's very make or break and I think you're just expecting too much of yourself too quickly if you've had one experience 10 years ago and then something recently that's a big gap that's not a lot of practice in that and I'm not saying that you can't do it what I'm saying is that there's learning there's also learning in the how to handle it how to manage clients you know I've had to do uh, training on handling people's grief and grief counselling for evidential mediumship, I would think that for psychic detective work, there's even more 
that you need to think about and understand before you go and tell somebody that their missing loved one has moved into the spirit world. Um, so I would suggest more development on you and you may still be correct, but within that, I still wouldn't be offering that information to people without a lot of practice and integration in that. I love, though, all of your amazing stories. I love your great aunt forcing you to take that leap to come out to your mum by uh, putting that on the TV. Just absolutely incredible. And thank you so much for messaging and sharing your stories. So that's it for today. Um, I will catch up with you all again next week. Have a lovely, lovely time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.